Good morning, Mike Broomhead. Good morning, Jamie. How was your weekend? It was good. It was so beautiful yesterday afternoon that I ended up going for a hike. Did you uh, Did you watch any of the big game? No. Really? No, I watched highlights this morning. I, how could you miss them? They're That's all true. over, you know, social media and TV. So I figured I'm seeing the best parts right. anyway. Yeah, I watched I watched the the WM Phoenix Open until Super Bowl coverage came on, and then I watched. So it was a sports day. There you go. Yeah, it was great. Thanks, Jamie. Good morning, everyone. That's where we're going to start. We are going to start with the the events yesterday, the Super Bowl, the WM Phoenix Open. Um, you know, in in uh, kind of hindsight, how things were. I thought it was terrific. Um, there was controversy, like there always is, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of that stuff uh, coming up in a few moments. Um, we're going to so. <laughs> Thank you. I was done with that music. I was tired of it. Thank you. Um, that was the longest intro we've ever had on the show. So we talked about the Super Bowl. I went yesterday and played. Hey, Julia, Julia, I need you to ask me a question. Ask me a question. How uh, yesterday I went and uh, so they opened a brand new poker room at Talking Stick. So I went and played in the brand new poker room. And we're talking about the biggest room I've ever been in. It's huge. So they said it's going to fill up. They're giving away like $115,000 in promotions and stuff all day long. You got to get there early. So I actually got there at six o'clock in the morning, started playing at 620 in the morning to get all the promotions in. Ask me how I did. How'd you do playing poker, Mike? Go ahead and ask me. Yeah, how'd you do, Mike? I played for 14 hours and I walked away and I won two dollars. <laughs> that sounds like my luck. I I won I I I walked away and I cashed out when I was done and I was up two dollars. That sounds depressing. Yeah. It so, also doesn't sound like fun. It was it was it was, an, it was such a great time. I had so much fun. That's enough money to grab a quick coffee at Circle well, K did, on your way home. But you know here in, in fairness, I would I ate during the time we were sitting. So my meals were paid for. So I guess I won a little bit more than two bucks, but over 14 hours, I won $2. They gave away all that money in promotions. Didn't win one promotion, not one in the room. But anyway, it was a great time. Watch the Super Bowl. Um, I gotta, I gotta hand it to, we're going to get to some of the controversy stuff in a moment, but um, Brock Purdy, uh, Perry High School, what a great showing for that young man. He is going to have a huge future in the NFL. Um, I, I believe that if they'd have won that game, he would have, I don't know if he'd have won the MVP, but he would have been in the conversation for a kid that all they do is talk about game manager this. Uh, Cam Newton is, Cam Newton's a fool for what he said about Brock Purdy. Um, and now he's trying to back his way out of it or he tried to, to, to qualify it. I'm, if you're not a sports fan, I apologize, but the Super Bowl is an event. It's kind of like the WM Phoenix Open. It is an event. It is not, it's a destination. It's something everyone should do. Uh, one of the controversies surrounding it is uh, um, they played the Black National Anthem uh, before they played the National Anthem. And I, I thought that was interesting, and I'll explain why in a moment, but there is a congressman. Uh, that was very upset that people didn't stand for the Black National Anthem. And he's very upset about this. And I thought, man, this is interesting for the very same people that have no problem with people taking a knee for the National Anthem, that they have a right to protest and they want their voices to be heard. 
to speak out and say somebody should have to stand for this anthem, I just thought was the epitome of hypocrisy. I will tell you, the, I don't have an, I do have an issue with the playing of two national anthems, and I don't care what the other one is. I don't care what you're supporting or what's going on. The reason why is it's a national anthem. Any problem we have as a nation is going to be solved by all of us. And if you're going to divide us, this is what the whole thing about segregation was. Um, be a student of history. If you're younger than me, I, I, I grew up on the backside of the civil rights movement. And what I mean by that, I was born in 1967. So I was on the backside of that movement. But I grew up in the era of transition where civil rights activists were still very active to make sure things were changing. There is a difference between what people believe and what they think and what they feel and what the laws say. And the laws had to change in America, and Americans believe that. And the civil rights movement and the civil rights leaders that I've studied, and I, I, I've been a student of this for a very long time because I don't understand racism. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't like, I mean, I don't understand judging someone by their appearance. And I think as a young person, you may see something and, and there's some validity to that. But after a while, when you get older, it isn't. And you realize people come in all shapes and sizes and colors and all these other things. And you will find if you give somebody a chance, they'll surprise you. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. <clears throat> Making assumptions never works. What I don't like about two national anthems, what I don't like about that is I know the intent and the intent is recognition. The problem is every one of our, our problems in our society were solved by everyone. And it, it took... Um, it took people like Martin Luther King Jr. to stand up and say this is wrong, Rosa Parks to say this is wrong, Medgar Evers and others to say this is wrong and we're not going to take this anymore and people need to help us change this. And it also took white people in the South recognizing, yeah, this is wrong. And at some point it was just the way it was and this is how it is and this is how it's always been to it needs to change. And at some point we need to be the people that change it. And it took everybody to make the changes and we're still making changes. But if you're going to do what's going on in college campuses, and you're going to divide graduations and divide dorms. And this is what frustrates me about this is it is largely black students who are asking to be segregated. I, it, there was a time. Imagine. So imagine. Imagine if you would at a time where if somebody said black people aren't allowed to stand for the national anthem. You know, there was a time when, um, you know, we were we were even segregated in military service and. Um, all of this segregation divided us, divided us, divided us. And now that's even more division. That's my only issue with it. My issue is I'm not, I'm, I have no issue with the recognition of our past. I have no issue with saying we still have a long way to go in this country. I have no problem with any of that. But when you play two national anthems, you don't have one. If you have two national anthems, you don't have one. And I do have an issue with that. And so what's even funnier is when someone stands up in protest and says, well, you should have to stand. I'm like, really? Do you remember the Colin Kaepernick thing? And do you remember how many people demanded their right to kneel for the national anthem? They didn't have to stand. As a matter of fact, they made it a point to not stand in protest. So you've got to give the other side the same ability. You don't have to agree with them. But if you're in favor of one group of people kneeling for the national anthem in a show of protest – 
Now, I think it's disrespectful. When I'm at, I'm at events and I see someone, even if they're not paying attention, they don't take their hat off during the national anthem, I find that as disrespectful. But I'm not, I'm not there to judge somebody else. I want to make sure I'm being respectful. But if you're going to say this is not only uh, allowable, but it's appropriate, they're showing in protest, they're saying this is not right, that things need to change. Therefore, kneeling for the national anthem is their right. Great. But then when the other side says, I don't want two national anthems, I'm not standing for that. They have a right to do that as well. They have their voices deserve to be heard as much. And it's funny when somebody stands up and says that's wrong. And it's somebody that's also a loud voice saying that what Colin Kaepernick did and the the women's uh, soccer team did, the national soccer team did and what others have done is appropriate. It makes me laugh. It just does. It makes me laugh. The uh, Super Bowl, the tickets were outrageously expensive. But how about this? Um, NFL fans had to pay almost 60 bucks for nachos. In the stadium, 60 bucks for nachos. Uh, And then last but not least, there is a Native American group who is calling for the chiefs to change their mascot. This has been going on forever. I'm going to go back to, you know, the Washington Commanders and their 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 previous football team. Their their name was changed because it was seen as offensive by some. And I want to tell you something. Um, I've gotten to know many, many people that are Native Americans just in my time in Arizona. Spent a lot of time up on the Navajo Nation. I spent a lot of time up there Um, when I was going to rodeos when I was younger. um, I traveled around and hung out with a lot of guys that were natives that were um, that were rodeo cowboys and cowgirls and families that rodeoed together. Not one of them had a problem. As a matter of fact, the majority of them had the Washington Redskins uh, logo or mascot on the windows of their truck, proudly declaring themselves natives. Do you know that there is still a high school up on the Navajo Nation whose mascot is still called the Redskins with the exact same logo from Washington? And I remember they at one time honored the Navajo code talkers and the surviving code talkers at the time, a bunch of them, a group of them were at the game and all of them were wearing Redskins gear proudly. None of them had an issue with that mascot. So you have a group of activists that want to make demands. They've gone after the Atlanta Braves. We know that Cleveland has changed their baseball team. We know that Washington has changed their football team. Now, it's different. I'm not a big Florida State fan. Florida State Seminoles have the blessing and the permission of the Seminole tribe to open their games with a Seminole that rides out on a horse and throws a lance into the middle of the field to start all of their games. They've got the blessing to use the mascot. But for me, I look at this and I think we're arguing about something that is so stupid There's always going to be people, and yet this is what the controversy is. You can't talk about how great the game was, what an amazing performance they, you know, Kansas City pulled off in the end. This is going to be about the controversy. All right, in a moment, almost 90% of Americans believe that the president is unfit to serve. We're going to talk about the latest survey and what this all means for the country coming up here in just a moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Having trouble trying to sleep. I'm counting sheep, but running out. 
All right, thanks for being here. Happy Monday from the Mike Broomhead Show. We appreciate you spending some time with us as always. The story continues. President Biden this weekend did not do an interview, and this wasn't me talking. This was uh, Democrats talking. The president of the United States did not do a Super Bowl interview, which they say is not a good sign. Uh, It sends another message to the people, although he did put up a weird Super Bowl uh, message on X about shrinkflation and snacks and all this other stuff, which was kind of strange. But the question still remains, and I had some conversations this weekend with people across all political lines. Almost 90 percent of the country believes he's not fit to continue in office. Uh, In an election year, that's a big hill to climb. Now, I don't know how this all ends up. This really isn't about elections. This has a lot more to do with the image of the country. I, I said this, and I meant this very sincerely. It's sad to see this. If I don't, I wouldn't work. I don't wish any of that on my worst enemy. And there are other people. My mom is almost 81 years old. My mom is in great physical health for someone her age. She is, uh, she still got it together mentally. Thankfully, she's in good shape. But I don't know what the strain, I don't know that my mom could, could handle the strain of a 24 hour a day, seven day a week job of any kind, never mind the stress of being president. Um, but it seemed to be, um, in the conversation I've had with people, most people feel, first of all, afraid because the image that we are um, we are sending around the world. We're going to talk later on in the show about Israel and what's happened recently there. The Egyptians, Egypt is talking about re, uh, getting rid of its peace agreement with Israel. What's the U.S. role in that? We know that the the nuclear weapons, how close the Iranians are to getting a nuclear weapon. China and Russia and their alliance with Iran and what's going on with North Korea. There's a lot always happening in the world with NATO, our relationship with with Europe and what's happening with still with Ukraine and the support we have for Ukraine. There are big international issues and the U.S. always, always, always plays a key role in international relations. The president of the United States, for good, bad or indifferent, they they are the image of the American people, the leadership of the U.S. I don't know if people realize if you travel a little bit and you have conversations with people in other countries, I would say to you. It's about 90 percent accurate that European countries know a lot more and pay closer attention to American politics than we pay to we pay attention to their politics. I can tell you I know very little about European forms of government and how the different nations govern and who their leaders are and what they stand for. I know the names of the of the major players, but I don't know a lot about it. Europe follows American politics because we play such a big role in the world. We always have. And we all I believe we always will. That's part of the responsibility of being a superpower. So when an American president is viewed the way this president is, it's sad. It's sad from a human being standpoint to see someone that is it appears to be it appears as if they are not um, they're not able to keep up. I hate it. I'll be honest. I hate it. I've stayed away. If you go back and listen to the show, I I haven't really talked about any of this until the DOJ report came out. And I just look at this and I think when almost 90 percent of the country says he shouldn't continue, what are our other options? Elections have consequences. We as Americans have to be very careful. There are many people out there, in all fairness, to give another point of view, there are many people out there that are saying, well, yeah, the other option it looks like it's going to be is – 
not one we want either, and that would be Donald Trump. Now, there's a lot of people that support the former president. He's got his campaign. He is he is running away with the Republican primary. I'm not taking that away from him. I'm saying there are a lot of Americans that didn't like either choice to begin with. But you've got an American president right now, and the image of America is weakness. That can't be. When you are the perennial superpower in the world, you cannot give the appearance of weakness. There are many, many, many people that are very concerned about this president's ability to do his job. And so what, what, does, what do the American people do? What is it that we should do? And what's our recourse? If this president were to step aside, the vice president takes over. How happy are you with that possibility? This is why American politics is more than a personality contest. It's why everyone in America should be looking a lot closer at who we elect to lead us and what's going to happen. And I just think this is a great lesson in civics for all of us. Coming up in a moment, Gatos joins me. It's our Big Q poll question of the day. We're going to get to it in just a couple of moments. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, happy Monday, Gatos. You win any money on the Super Bowl? I didn't bet on the Super Bowl. What? Now, I don't I do not do sports betting. You don't do sports betting? No, not generally. And the reason why is because I end up betting with my heart and not my head. Does that yeah. make sense? And, and Vegas has got it. I mean, come on. They have got it nailed. I lost forty dollars to my two little nieces. They're very happy today. <laughs> Why? <laughs> they would they pick the they, Chiefs? Well, here's the deal. I always we always I always bet my nieces. Yeah, you know that's our little thing. We bet yep. for the Super Bowl, and they get to pick. Right? There's no point spread. They get to pick the team. And of course, they're, they they like Taylor Swift, so they went with the Chiefs. And, okay. You know, usually it's like a five dollar bet, and this year they jacked it up to twenty. So I'm out 40 bucks now to these little little kids. And I'm just like, thanks a lot, Taylor Swift. You lost me $40. I wasn't even rooting for San Francisco. I don't like San Francisco. I'm a Cardinals fan. Yeah, I saw the greatest thing this, this week. I almost sent it to you. I sent it to a bunch of people, and it said, I hear that Taylor Swift's boyfriend is playing at an Usher concert this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, man, uh, you know, I, I, I think uh, I love I, I think it's a great story. I love the Kelsey Swift story. I think it's great. If you saw those two down in the field, dude, they hugged for like two minutes. Listen, thing I is like, totally real. I like it's the so Kelsey silly. brothers. I like the Kelsey brothers. They remind me of my brothers and us. I mean, that their their family is like our family. What our brothers growing up, sports and goofing around and goofing on each yeah. other and irreverent, yeah. and it was it was great. Yeah, you didn't say anything about Taylor Swift, though. No, I mean, listen, I I like the story. Listen, I'm not a hater. You know I'm not a hater. It's just it's not my thing. No, but it's a nice story. I mean, it it's like you've got you've got the, the most, you know, the most popular singer on the planet. And she's got this romance going with the with this big, tough, tight end. And they really do. They dig each other, man. I mean, yeah. it's pretty it's a pretty cool story with all the bad in the world. This is a nice story. Yeah, I've got I'm, I'm certainly not a hater on it. They uh, they uh, showed up. Uh, uh, Jason Kelsey, I think, posted it. Uh, uh, Travis's brother. And uh, yeah. they were at an Adele show in Vegas the, the week of the Super Bowl. 
Super Bowl. And Adele was asking the crowd, are there any Chiefs fans here? And there were a few. Are there Niners fans? And the crowd erupted. And, wow. Case, and Jason Kelsey yells out, go Eagles. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and she said, you sound like a drunk person that is a football fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I'll give you my cue. Let's it's hear on it. the Super Bowl. Best part of the Super Bowl. What was it? A, the musical performances. Ugh. B, uh, watching Mahomes throw the game-winning TD and OT. Uh, watching as a Cardinals fan and seeing the 49ers lose. Or Kelsey's meltdown and he knocked his uh, coach Andy Reid yeah. almost off his feet. Yeah, so, I, I like the touchdown pass. I was not impressed with the Super Bowl halftime show. Wasn't unimpressed, but I was meh. It was okay. Yeah. We'll talk about it a little bit today. I have a couple things on it. All right, great. Well, I, I it's timely, as always, and I look forward to hearing your comments this afternoon. See you, man. All right, that's Gatos, the BQ Poll Question today is brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Coming up just after 9 o'clock, Secretary Mayorka says, we do not bear any responsibility for the border crisis. He's talking about the administration. We're going to talk about the border and security coming up next.